Hi, I'm Amy. Hi, I'm Roisin. Hi, I'm Tara. Welcome to Yonic Boom, the fortnightly podcast hosted by three deadly feminist midwives exploring women's reproductive and sexual health. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy National Breastfeeding Week, everyone. Woohoo. Woo. Happy, happy National Woo. Breastfeeding Week. We're actually all drinking fennel tea to celebrate. <laughs> I, re- I want my milk to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of us is lactating. That's um, me. And <laughs> we should have left it to guess. <laughs> I mean, you don't know that definitively. I'm just putting it out there. Okay. I know I'm not lactating. Um, <laughs> I also am not, but I'm just saying. And I was tricked into drinking fennel tea. But anyway, thank you so much. It's lovely. Amy's normally straight up berries. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so it's National Breastfeeding Week this week. The tail end of it. The tail end of it. And maybe it was last week when this podcast goes out. Mm. But we're here. We're here. We haven't been here for a while. I've missed you guys. I haven't really missed you, to be honest. <laughs> you hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> you actually I didn't say. I was like, imagine if one of us said anything. to me. <laughs> Complete silence. We've been really busy celebrating National Breastfeeding Week. Yeah, we have. I've been... How have you been celebrating, <laughs> Amy? Have you... Amy's been in work supporting men and I've women. I've been okay, supporting... Okay. To begin my mind supporting somewhere else supporting entirely. friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's any number of ways to celebrate Roisin, you're right. Uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> so, does anyone have any news? Um... Do we have any news? Do we have any news? Are we just creating dead air by asking the question? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't prepared um, an answer to. I can't remember. Um, other than I'm glad to be back and actually in celebration of National Breastfeeding Week, since our last episode, we gained a lot of Instagram followers thanks to a shout out from Latch.ie and Nicola, Lactation Consultant. Oh, thank that's you. cool. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And um, hello and welcome to our new followers. Thank you for engaging with us in our content. You <laughs> sound so professional. <laughs> Could listen to you all day. No, I'm working on it. Okay. So. So breastfeeding, breastfeeding week, breastfeeding week. What's it all about? So we were saying that we feel like there's loads of these breastfeeding weeks that pop up, but this is the Irish National Breastfeeding Week, right? Mm-hmm. And the international one is in August. August, we said. August yeah. the first yeah. week. Because I felt like I was like, this just happened. You're like, but I suppose the more breastfeeding weeks, the better. Yeah. Exactly. And Ireland really needs a breastfeeding week. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's a good thing. So we kind of had a couple of topics that we were thinking about talking about. Amy, you had a good article that you were going to. I was. Now it's so, it's from last year. Um, we'll link it in the show notes. Um Basically, it's by someone called Fiona Carey and it's called She's How Not to Do World Breastfeeding Week. So the article is quite long, um, but it's kind of one of the best things I've read on the topic because basically it's as what she's saying last year still applies. Um, and the opening line was, I'm not sure if it's just me, but I've noticed this year World Breastfeeding Week is becoming co-opted by people wanting to talk about not breastfeeding. So okay. and the tone of the article is basically, you know, this is a week that's meant to 
celebrate, promote breastfeeding. It's not a week where people discuss which way they feel is best to feed a baby. Yeah. Like it's not the time to do that. Um, and I suppose she kind of feels, you know, formula companies already have that sewn up. Like it's already. Mm. Every week. Every, is, yeah. W- which way will I? Every week is when you move on from breastfeeding week. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the kind of one week where it's, you know. Yeah, I suppose it's, I, uh, it's hard, I suppose, for some people not to take that as a negative, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But you have to kind of reframe it and say, this is about celebrating breastfeeding. And you can celebrate other ways of feeding your baby all the other weeks of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And or you can still so have it doesn't any... one thing doesn't undermine the other. Yeah, you know, having it, one week yeah. for breastfeeding doesn't undermine. Yeah, not breastfeeding. This was, I think, in response to, I suppose, someone with a massive Instagram following had posted at the start of World Breastfeeding Week. This is how I'm celebrating World Breastfeeding Week, and they were holding a big tub of formula, mm. and she was kind of saying like, "That's a bit much." Yeah, yeah. and she was kind of saying, you know, why would you? promote companies that have already kind of done a lot of damage don't necessarily operate from a good ethical no, standpoint. standpoint. Um, like, why would you continue to promote them? Like oh, did why you hear about the Nestle thing recently, actually? I just read yeah. an article that totally against all, like, human rights law, mm-hmm. they were doing research mm. on preterm infants in NICUs yeah. in Africa, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's horrendous. Um, oh and testing whether they would benefit more from ha- being formula-fed <gasps> preterm than getting either their mum's breast milk or donor oh, milk. And it's, like, completely illegal, but they did it, I think, to something like between 55 and 70 babies between 28 and 34 weeks. They started this research project and only gave those babies formula. It's even so though there is, like, a massive body of evidence to say that those babies desperately need the antibodies in breast yeah. milk when they can get them. Yeah. Obviously, in some scenarios, those babies simply can't get their mum's breast milk or donor breast yeah. milk. And, of course, then formula is what you go to next. Yeah. But to put those babies on into research is just yeah. awful. Oh my God. It's really shady. What was the documentary actually you watched before? Oh, the um, Great Formula Milk Scandal. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good, that was a Kate Quilton one. And I think, I think for us as healthcare professionals, like I didn't necessarily learn anything new, but basically what it was was sort of, uncovering that shroud of mystery where we're basically all formula is the same because legally it has to be. Yeah, it has to have the same nutritional yeah. uh, composition. Yeah. I think um, what that influencer who held up the box of formula, I think basically what she was trying to say is it was kind of in keeping with the fed is best kind of, yeah. you mm. know, um, tagline that was used um, and I suppose we've talked about this, but, it, you know, it did a lot, I suppose, for formula feeding mothers. And I suppose there are kind of a lot of people who seem to carry this massive, they feel like there's kind of a burden of guilt being placed on them because they've chosen not to breastfeed. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I suppose some people do go to an extreme, yeah. but I think that happens on both sides. And yeah. that post is probably 
an example of the extreme on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like for me, when thinking about, you know, the choices that people make, like it's just about mom's mental health. Like if, if she makes a decision that she's happy with, then like go with it and mm. support her. And I'll always support them. And everybody I know, any, every like midwives that I know will mm. always support women, whether they, you know, whatever method of feeding they choose. They want to use. Yeah. And nobody is going into work yeah. thinking, oh, I'm going to make somebody feel really guilty today. No. I know it sounds kind of, I, I always think this, I think this in my head, but I think it sounds a little aggressive sometimes. But I, in my head, I'm always like, I really don't care yeah. how you want to feed your baby. I want you feeding your baby to be a positive experience, experience. for you yeah. and your baby. Yeah. And if it's breastfeeding, if it's formula feeding, if it's combination feeding, that's, yeah. I want it to be mm. what you want. Exactly. You know, and I sometimes think that in work, people th- assume that we're kind of going to be breastfeeding Nazis. Yeah. And I, I hope I'm not. Yeah, I hope I'm I not I don't too. think I've ever asked a woman who's not breastfeeding why she's not. Mm. No. I only ask women, what way are you planning to feed your baby? Mm. And how can I help you? Can I help you latch your baby onto your breast. Do you need a bottle of formula? Mm. Yeah. And that's, we go down those paths then. Yeah. I think for every, I suppose if you're on kind of these groups, if you follow a lot of breastfeeding groups and pregnancy things, which we all do, mm. for every person who feels that they really weren't supported yeah. by midwives in hospital with breastfeeding and they felt that they had a bad experience and that formula was pushed on them, there's another person who felt, who feels that Breastfeeding was pushed on them. Yes. You know, like I think it's kind of very much. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking to come to a point with someone on the postnatal ward when they're so like caught up in the anxiety of either one of those things. Yeah. And you say to someone, it's okay to choose your choice. And that's, it's for your life and you and your baby. It has to fit into you going home and living out this whole life with this new baby. 100%. Mm, definitely. It's just awful, I think, when women feel guilty. Either way. Yeah. Either way, yeah. I yeah. think that's, for me, that was, that's the positive out of fed is best. Which, if for some people that don't know, it's, it initially, I think, came from this group that set up a non-profit, a combination of mothers, um, healthcare professionals, lactation consultants, and a few others, lactation activists, mm-hmm. um, that their kind of position was that formula feeding should be seriously considered in the first few days of a newborn's life um, when mother's breast milk isn't fully in in order to not delay feeding in the first few days, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. So to ensure that a baby is definitely getting meeting its nutritional requirements in the early days of life. Mm. But it's very complex because you're comparing apples and oranges to the nutrition in breast milk yeah. is not the same mm. as the nutrition in formula and it never will be and that's okay. Yeah. But I would like to think, I certainly do in work, that you're midwife or the healthcare professional who's looking after you will talk to you and tell you when they think that your baby isn't meeting their nutritional requirements and may need support Mm -hmm. or encourage you and tell you no 
if you're a breastfeeding mum, you're doing absolutely great. You've plenty of colostrum, early milk there. And, you know, it's enough for your baby. Yeah. Look at the signs of your baby doing well mm. and getting what it needs from that colostrum. Yeah. But also, isn't it so, it's so something that's coming from like the Western world, the obstetric machine. Like if women are left alone and they spontaneously labour and they spontaneously yeah. birth their babies, like nothing is going to interrupt their feeding. Yeah. You know, it's just coming. It's just mm. part of that, the cog in the machine of, yeah. you know, moving yeah. through the I remember actually looking after a Polish couple early on in my midwifery training and they came into the labour ward room and I asked how they were planning to feed their baby mm. and they both laughed because everything they they were like that question doesn't get asked of us because yeah. we breastfeed yeah yeah and I, I was thinking earlier today that it's just like a whole cascade of things from like complete lack of education of young people of yeah. what breastfeeding is and nothing in school about that type of mm. information is there like I don't think yeah like and it's part of like sex ed or reproductive health yeah, education and, or and as we emerged like we are coming out of two or three generations of people who haven't breastfed yeah. so people haven't been exposed mm. to it people's parents haven't been exposed to it you know so as we kind of come out of that and i know amy you were looking at the numbers of the numbers of breastfeed breastfed babies and stuff in ireland mm. now so as we start to come out of that and people see people breastfeeding and say in particular kids who are like 10 and 12 who are seeing mm. people breastfeeding, they're going to have a baby in, ten, you know, 10 years and they're going to they're gonna think, yeah, of course I'm going to breastfeed. That's normal. Yeah. You know, whereas 20 years ago, that 10 year old didn't see that person yeah. breastfeeding, you know, so. Yeah. And it probably is still in Ireland a little bit of a privilege of middle class mm -hmm. to, to have that experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, now to um, celebrate breastfeeding with further. Tell us, Amy. Tell us some numbers. <laughs> some Give us some stats. Figures. Well, the most recent ones um, I could find were, they're from 2016. So it's the perinatal statistic report. So... 60%, this is upon discharge of the ho from hospital, 60% of babies in Ireland were receiving breast milk, some kind of breast milk, and 49.5 were being exclusively breastfed. So that's, like, you know, it's higher than I thought it was. Um, but I mean, it's still what, like, kind of the low. it's the lowest in Europe. I'm nearly certain when we started our training, like, it was less than 30%. Mm. In the Scandinavian like, countries, it's you're in the it's in the nineties. Yeah, and Canada, yeah. it's eighty something yeah. percent. I mean, if you go, then we were. I actually we couldn't find them, but you were saying you think it's around two percent are still breastfeeding by six months yeah. exclusively breastfeeding. Yeah, so that's a massive drop yeah. off. And I mean, when you consider that the WHO recommends that babies yeah. are exclusively breastfed until six months yeah. and then partially until two years. Yeah. Um, and given how quick the turnaround is from hospital, if you have a normal delivery, you could be gone within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So these statistics are kind of a bit false because, I mean, how many people just go home and stop after 
a few yeah. days. Like that we're not it's not properly captured. We're just mm. seeing these are the figures when someone's in a supported environment, basically. Mm. One would hope being given yeah. Yeah. good support, the support that they need and yeah. encouragement. And the focus just completely wears just, off of yeah. supporting mm. breastfeeding after people go home from the hospital. Mm. Like I think some people are very lucky to have to live in like catchment areas for their community midwifery team from their hospitals where they had their baby or to have mm. a public health nurse who's really passionate about breastfeeding or to know where to go looking for support in their community. But a lot of women don't have that. Mm. And then it becomes just about feeding your baby. Nobody is kind of investigating why, what the rates are or yeah. why they're falling off. Yeah, And so we're not identifying where we could improve them. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like are people stopping because it's too hard, it's too painful, they don't have a milk supply yet. Mm -hmm. You know, what, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no, there's no facts and figures really about that. Yeah. No. Um, Yeah, and I think, well, I mean, I think in general, we, we would all definitely know that there needs to be more community support say in in the form of public health nurses. Yeah. You know, and public and public health midwives, you know, that are out there doing what you their mean we need more bod- bodies. Fig- bodies out there. Yeah, yeah. because they're so overrun. so overstretched, yeah. Um, you know, they're coming into the house, they do a quick wait of the baby, um, you know, and they might be flying off again then to see yeah. another six women. Yeah, I mean we we it's the same we see it in the hospital yeah. like you can't physically as one midwife or one midwifery student have the time to support possibly 10, ten women breastfeeding women yeah. in a 12 hour shift mm. it's not you can't it's impossible no. mm. you're hoping a lot of the time that it's going well you might get to check in on the majority of them once or twice mm-hmm. um, and then you try and focus on the people that you know are struggling. Yeah, or the people that identify themselves as struggling. Yeah. Because somebody could be struggling silently yeah. in the corner. I know, it's awful. You know, yeah. So it is, it's hard, it's challenging. Um, I suppose we're really missing, you know, what's in other cultures and kind of family involvement. Yeah. You know, there's not people really... people are getting better. People are getting better, definitely. Yeah. But it's not a case of you've, you have a baby you want to breastfeed and then you have all of these family members around you who are there because they've all done it and breastfeeding is just part of the norm in your family like we're not at that stage yet so it's going to take a while yeah yeah and actually um uh, a friend of mine heather um at heather betsy on instagram was talking on family friendly hq she did some stories for them about what she described as like breastfeeding grief, right? So she was having some breastfeeding difficulties Mm. and like that nobody around her had breastfed before. She knew that that was, breastfeeding was right for her. But the only way that her family knew to support her was to say, but sure, look, you've done it for a few weeks, you're grand, would you not just stop? Because they were not coming from that breastfeeding place. They weren't coming from the place of, here's a quote, like, you know, like I love a little phrase. Where there's a breastfeeding problem, there's a breastfeeding solution. (laughs) (laughs) Standard Breastfeeding Ireland, Um, Facebook.com. No, I'm not on that group. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> you should be the queen <laughs> the story of that group. For another day. Um, so yeah, if there's so, any listening, if there's any members. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so look, she was being supported by people, and they were coming from a place of we can see that you're hurting, we can see that you're struggling. What what we think the best thing for you to do now is to give up, but that was not what she needed to hear. She needed people to say, look. Let's get through this together. Yeah, keep going. There's keep a solution. Going. We will. We yeah. will make it work. I have the. I had. I, f- I. I prickled a little bit at the every feed counts mm-hmm. thing from. It was that UNICEF or the World Health Organization. I can't remember. Mm. Um, because I think some people fell down the rabbit hole then of thinking one, you know start or do a very specified amount of yeah. breastfeeding time. Yeah. Um, and I think you can't get into that without the full knowledge of what that's going to do to your Long body term. and your breasts. Yeah. Because I feel awful for a lot of women who come into the postnatal ward and they say, oh, I just want to give the colostrum, which is totally fine. But they don't realise that that also means their breast milk is going to come in, they're going to have engorgement and yeah. un- discomfort and all of that. And... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, you can't use that. Sorry, Amy, Amy just took a photos. picture and she definitely cannot use it. <laughs> I literally looked over Just so everyone's aware, the, the photo is completely above board. Peachy. <laughs> Peachy 13. That sounds like I tried to upskirt you. Fa- I made a face like they've locked me in this room against my will. <laughs> We're all here of our own free will. We're all delighted to be here. Um, I, that's what I think is lacking sometimes. Yeah. Is the yeah. And how do fullness we get a, of information? Yeah. So someone who wants to keep breastfeeding isn't getting that fullness of information to know that there's yeah. a solution to every problem. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and how do we get around it? I suppose it's just education, education, education. Yeah. Get the word mm. out there. Normalize it. See people. You know, I'm a big one for. Yeah. Breastfeeding everywhere I go so that people can, you know, and keep see that it's normal that, that I'm, you know. Being positive about breastfeeding doesn't mean we're being negative about other types of feeding. No. The two can coexist and be different and that's okay. okay. Like, yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Um, Speaking of breastfeeding in public. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Tara, you do it all the time. I do. Everywhere. I do. And Not always, Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this initiative. Someone I follow on Instagram had a little um, card up. It's the Yes Mama yeah. card. And I saw that you can buy little pins for people. Mm. So you kind of, you have a card, you see someone breastfeeding in public and you go up and you say, you give them a little card and it's like, Yes Mama, thank you for breastfeeding in public. Yeah, that's so lovely. And I think it says on the card, like, pass, <laughs> are you welling up? Yeah, like, <laughs> pass this on to the next yeah. mom that you see. Like, it's like that's really nice. Yeah, I think it's really cool because it's um, hard out there. It is. Now I've been very lucky that I've never received any negative feedback. <laughs> no feedback is the right word, but um, yeah, like it can't. Like yeah, it can be. It can be very difficult for people. For me, I'm just like I just get the boob out just I fully take off my top no 
<laughs> She's nude. Um, yeah, that's the burlesque performer in the room. <laughs> Still trying to Under. come out. Um, but uh, she gives her baby a hell routine before she even latches her on. I do. I do. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it can it can be really hard for people. And I always think like some people have asked me all oh, like how do you how do you do it in public? Is it not really weird? Um, and I just kind of think, well, no, it's not. Everybody's just walking around. You're not going to see those people again. Um, but I think for people who are kind of breastfeeding, like, yes, it takes a few weeks for it to not be kind of clunky. You know, when you've got your new baby, you're kind of, okay, yeah, grand, open the top, hold the baby. Yeah, the baby's a bit wriggly. You yeah. need, like, you need two hands. You need to be able to really see what you're doing. So, I mean, don't have expectations on yourself that the day after you come home, you know, from from the hospital or when your baby is four or five days old, that you're just going to walk down the road, you're going to sit at the cafe and you're just going to kind of lift up your top and just pop the baby on. Um, yes, some babies will just pop on, but others won't. You know, it, it takes getting used to. You need to get to know your baby um, and they need to learn to kind of latch efficiently, you know, and you yeah. need to know that they're latching appropriately and efficiently. So I always think a good place for people to start um, if they're kind of getting used to kind of breastfeeding outside the house is like, you know, a lot of cinemas do like a mum and baby morning. Mm -hmm. So you can go to the cinema and people bring kids usually up to about a year. They're kind of, they're not that keen on kids who are walking in those, at those things. They prefer their kids are you know, Yeah, that would be a very different experience. <laughs> yeah, but also particularly because like a lot of them show adult movies. So you kind of, you can't bring a toddler. Yeah. You know. Um, they have to be totally... Cognitively, kind of unaware. Yeah, they're they're what's yeah. Going on. What, are, what are they showing in the cinema? <laughs> so when you take your when you take your child to an X-rated movie, yeah. um, babes in arms, I think is the term. Babes in babes in arms. Babes in arms. Uh, arms see Carrie. Imagine yeah. carrying in a full-grown child and just being like, "I need to see this film." <laughs> it's me and the little one for uh, Saw, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, you're sitting in the cinema, everybody's baby's making noise, nobody's really paying attention, everybody's just so glad to be out of the house. Yeah. And watching. Doing you know, something semi normal. Doing something semi normal, yeah. So you're sitting there, and it's a good kind of place to start. Like you're in a comfortable chair, you're in the dark, definitely nobody's looking at you. You know, so it's yeah. kind of a good space to just sort of get comfortable with doing that. As I say, you know, you guys knew me as a burlesque performer. I. And I'm just kind of like, I'll just take off my clothes. Like, it doesn't really bother me. Certainly the top half. <laughs> I wouldn't be self-conscious anywhere about doing that. But for other people, that is, that's a big deal. It you is know, a big deal. It is a big deal. So, yeah, so it's that's kind of a good space. And then, you know, maybe go for a coffee with a friend in a quiet coffee shop. Or, you know, particularly if you can go with somebody else who's breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. It's great. Like, if there's two of you there, you're both at it. It's it's you know, it's all good and then just build up from there. Yeah. Um, because I know of other women who they'll breastfeed at home but then they'll express and give a bottle when they're Bring out. Bring it with them, okay. Which, look, if that works for you, then that's fine. But to me, that just sounds so stressful that I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's just about building it up you know, mm -hmm. over time and... Uh, Give, giving yourself time at the start, I think, yeah. that is a really good idea to figure out what you need to do to get your baby on and exactly not thinking, yeah. I have to go out now this week yeah. and breastfeed my baby in public and for it to be perfect. Yeah. Because what is everybody going to think of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Um, so yeah, so that's kind of. Uh, and then I know, obviously, we had mentioned we mentioned the lactivists on the on our boobs episode. Yeah, and so there have been kind of various protests and things over the years, haven't mm. there? Yeah, like mass um, latches on. Yes, with Roisin. Tell us about what was in the uh, um, media so this week. I was just going to say her name wrong. Did um, you just say latches on? Latches on. Multiple latches on in public. Okay, sorry, I thought you went. So latches on there, Roisin, as in like... <laughs> <laughs> Feed it to me, Roisin. Yeah. Do you want it? Could you? I, so latches um, on. I'll give it a go. Um, Sabina Higgins. I literally was going to be like, oh, Higgins there for a minute, but that's not her name. Um, is a wonderful breastfeeding activist. Mm-hmm. You, I don't really don't like defining her in this way because she's a woman in her own right and she's done lots of amazing things and I believe she's an academic and mm-hmm. a poet and all this kind of other stuff. Um, but she happens also to be the wife of President Michael T. Higgins. Yes. Um, and every year in National Breastfeeding Week in Ireland, she hosts um, a latching on morning mm. for breastfeeding mums to come to and to bring their babes of all ages. Yes. So newborns all the way to, um, well, however old you're breastfeeding mm. your baby until. Yeah. Um, and it was obviously hosted during this week. Um, I think it's a brilliant thing for someone in her position to mm. be promoting breastfeeding and encouraging and supporting um, and also to be putting out media when she does it of her support of breastfeeding. Yeah. My sister, however, found a little problem this week. <laughs> um, no, I have like I'm not being super harsh. They put up two posts on Twitter, one of which was a really beautiful picture of Sabina sitting with some women breastfeeding their babies. And then they put up about a minute long video mm. um, of the women kind of arriving to um, the White House as Tara <laughs> likes to refer to it. <laughs> um, or Oris and Uchtron for the rest to do out there. Um, but unfortunately, in the, the optics of the video were a little bit off, I think, mm-hmm. because there was a just a maybe three second glimpse of one woman breastfeeding. If even, it was mostly women yeah. hanging up their coats. And so... I suppose I have to wonder if that's people trying to capitulate a little bit and not show mm. loads of breastfeeding, mm. even though what we're trying to do with that latching on morning yeah. is promote breastfeeding. Yeah. And that's sometimes I think where you run into the catch 22 of breastfeeding in public and lactivism yeah. and stuff like the whole point hopefully is that we see more of it yeah we normalize it and then we do more of it exactly so sabina if you would like us to record a live episode at next year's event <laughs> the white house <laughs> at the white house book um, up your media optics yannick boom podcast <laughs> at gmail.com um, tara will continue to breastfeed I will if breastfeed you're looking for a willing participant as long as i can yep Nearly at a year well, now. You should turn up next year. Amazing. Turn up Tara. at the event. I don't think it works like that. <laughs> Can I ask you a really weird question? You just yeah. turn up and say, I want you to film me breastfeeding my child. <laughs> this is going to sound a bit mental, but just bear with me. Okay. Go I'm, with me on this journey, I'm here as with they you. say. So, obviously, you had your second baby. Mm-hmm. You had a baby before that, I did. clearly. <laughs> um, and we're breastfeeding. 
yeah. your second baby. Yeah. I know you breastfed your first, but just go with me on this. Yeah. So when you brought your baby home mm-hmm. and were breastfeeding her, mm-hmm. had your other child said to you, mom, I want to do that. Would you have let her start breastfeeding again? Yeah. Had you stopped? Do you know? Which? Yeah, so within a couple of weeks of them stopping breastfeeding, they can't remember how to get the latch right. Okay. Oh, right. So really? she wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. They have to they have to put their tongue in the right place. Okay. So she wouldn't have been able to do it. But I was really creepily being like, come over, I'll spray some into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she was like, please leave me alone. And I was like, I'll put some on a spoon. I'll put some on a spoon for you. It's really good for you. It's really good. And every now and again, she'd be like, okay, I'll take some from the spoon. Can you just stop being a weirdo? <laughs> so yes, I would have absolutely happily breastfed her again if she had decided that she'd wanted I to come over and latch a lot. on. I've always wondered about that, really. Like, mm. Do you know, like sometimes yeah, maybe when if a they, new baby if, comes into the house and the mm. older child gets a little bit like territorial and mm. wants to be doing, getting the same attention as the new baby and... I I'd wonder if an older child would just be like, I want to do that because the baby's doing if it. If anyone who's listening can identify with this story. Yeah. Now, as, just... as opposed, like, and not we're not talking in the same way as tandem feeding. No. You know, which is, you know, continuing to feed one and then when you have another feeding them too. That's so amazing. Yeah. I have a friend who's doing that and I just think it's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I wonder would a, would a second child want to or the first child get re-involved perhaps I'd like to think that you you could yeah maybe yeah but as hmm. I say the latch getting the that's latch that's very interesting right to actually get the milk out you know can be very difficult I wonder could they it. relearn it perhaps there you go Roisin has just asked Roisin has just asked a question and become fascinated by how interesting her own question is I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a fascinating fascinating person. human being. <laughs> Scintillating source of conversation. Oh. Um, so we've kind of I suppose we've kind of touched a lot about breastfeeding tips really which we were we are planning a full episode on infant feeding. Yep. In the future. And we would love you to send in your questions for yes, that. Please do. Yes. Um yeah, I think I I think one of the most important things when you're breastfeeding is just to eat and drink enough, which is something that gets forgotten. You're busy mm. with a small baby, you know. Um, I mean, you know, you, like you guys know me and it all day, every day just revolves around food. So, you know, it's important. I have a real thing about galactagogues. I love finding out about galactagogues. Um, and uh, for those who don't know, please. A galactagog is a food or a drink that can supposedly help bring more breast milk. So, okay, we're we're drinking galactagog tea. Yeah, so we're having fennel tea, which is <laughs> which is seen to to help um, boost your milk supply. The very best thing that you can do to help boost your milk supply if you're ever concerned about it is feed your baby and just continually feed your baby and preferably feed your baby and rest. So if you can get into bed with your baby for a prolonged period of time and just rest your body and feed, 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 feed and then, you know, hopefully... That will help to improve your milk supply. But there are certain foods that you can eat. Um, so here in Ireland, we always recommend women eat porridge. Oh, you need oats, oats, loads of porridge, loads of porridge. And after I had my second baby, I was eating. I was like, yeah, I'm going to make porridge without milk. And uh, <laughs> I was like, just flat out on the oats. Um, and then we also 
so around the world I've been talking to different women from different places and around the world every country kind of has its own galactagog and I think a lot of it is it's usually a whole grain so something kind of that has a lot of calories in it um, and it's generally something that's locally grown because obviously they have an abundance of it there um, so I was talking to a woman last week who was from Nigeria and this woman was actually about to have twins I was like are you going to feed them she's like, yeah, of course she had like two or three other kids at home and she's I said what are you going to eat that's going to help bring in your milk she's like oh we make like a porridge with corn so I was like okay cool mm. Sounds really tasty. Um, and then I was talking to another woman uh, who was originally from Poland. And she said they eat um, millet grain. Okay. So, again, they make kind of a kind of a porridge, I guess, with it yeah. and eat that. Um, in Egypt, they eat pearl barley. Mm. Um, in Japan, they have a rice dish uh, called amazake, which is like a fermented rice is like a custard like it's a little bit sweet um and yeah and then my friend uh from trinidad was telling me that in trinidad they make a dish um with lots of different vegetables um like pumpkin and they use the leaves of the root vegetable things called dasheen um and then they make it with coconut milk because they have they have a lot of coconuts there and so the coconut milk is a calorie calorie dense basically yeah. mm. um and the aim of it is obviously to kind of build the mother back up as well after the birth cool so you're a fountain of knowledge i fountain just like of knowledge. Things, i wouldn't go that far but yeah i just think they're sorry something's crinkly um but yeah so anyway i i just kind of you know like those things and um like i made lactation cookies for myself and I've made them for a few friends as well and they have brewer's yeast in them oh that was the other one here in Ireland like I remember my mum breastfeeding my younger brother he's nine years younger than me and she'd be you know having a glass of Guinness like um <coughs> you know because they used to say oh yeah no Guinness will help the um mm. breast milk I mean whoever started that marketing campaign genius yes. it's a lovely way to support people as well yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah. even a nice thing yeah. to receive as a gift yeah. and to feel supported by your friend at the same time that like I know you're trying and working really hard at this and here's a little treat yeah. for you to enjoy and hopefully it'll help you as well yeah like Roisin you brought me a beautiful box of stuff after um, Rosa was born my second baby it had loads of lovely chocolate bars in it it had tea and it had um, little homeopathic bits and bobs to help me recover mm. from the birth and a lovely blanket. Who doesn't need a blankie? Like, I yeah, mean, come no. on. You were like cellular blanket for the baby, cellular blanket for the mom. <laughs> I loved it. Um, yeah, no, I do. I think it's I think it's really nice um, to give people food and, yeah, help them feel, feel Which supported. kind of brings us on to our last point about basically how you can celebrate National Breastfeeding Week so essentially just trying to support people in your life mm-hmm. who are hoping to breastfeed who are actively breastfeeding um, who are maybe struggling with yeah who are struggling and just kind of reach out to people um, and a lot of my friends have had babies recently and they kind of say nothing really prepares you for the long nights of just you and a baby so I think kind of messaging people and yeah yeah reminding people that they're doing a good job 
Yeah. Whenever I get a text message like that, like after a long night, somebody will be like, you know, you're doing such a good job. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah, so telling, so telling women so they're tired. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing because it's very, you know, it's hard. You know, it's hard work caring for yeah. an infant. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of feeding choice. Regardless. Is, yeah, yeah. 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 It is difficult. But yeah, it's. Um, uh, so uh, this woman on Instagram, Tracy, Tracy's blog, she was talking about the intensity of it, you know, and sometimes women feel overwhelmed and, oh, God, I'm the only one that can feed the baby and the baby needs me for everything. And, oh, my God, it's so intense. And she was she was like, you know, turn it around. I am the only one that can feed my baby. I am the only one that the baby needs, you know, and yeah. really like just really turn that around. Make and it I a think, positive. Yeah. Make it a positive and remind women in your life that are breastfeeding yeah. that, yeah, you are doing such a good job. You've grown that human and you're feeding them from your body. You know? Um, I always say that to women on the ward when they're kind of having a really shit night, regardless of feeding choice. And I say, just remember, you grew your baby. You know your baby yeah. best of anyone on the face of the planet and your baby knows you better than anyone. Yeah. And just take a deep breath. You're going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. And yeah. just, you're amazing. Just, yeah. that's, that's simple. That's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's lots of, I so we'll link them in the show notes, but um, there's a few organisations that yeah. are doing amazing work. Um, so quid you are fantastic mm-hmm. um, there's kind of breastfeeding groups they have quid you counsellors yeah um, in I pretty know, much every area it, almost everywhere yeah yeah they're brilliant um, I was looking as well what the HSE are doing so they have mychild.ie you go on and you can click and there's lots of different topics that they cover Um they have lactation consultants because not everybody can afford, you know, a yeah. private lactation consultant. Um, they have a live chat Monday to Friday, 10 to, 10 to 3. So you That's can send fantastic. in a question. I did not know this and I will be telling women. Yeah, it's from really now good. I'm yeah. in work. Um, because I suppose it's something that people, there's just sometimes there's just specific questions. You're not going to cover everything when you're in the hospital. No. Yeah, and no website from a support group can cover every no. minute thing in detail in like an FAQ section or anything either. Exactly. exactly. And you know, sometimes you just need to bounce something back off someone. So I thought that that was really good. Mm. Um, then, I mean, there's just a dearth of, you know, I've mentioned Extended Breastfeeding Ireland. There's Kelly Mom. Yeah, Baby Centre. Baby Centre, Jack back, Newman. Yeah, and the Irish ones, Friends of Breastfeeding. Yeah, um, are great as well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's any and um, of course, the Lash League are are still around. Uh, the Womanly Art of Breastfeeding is a very popular breastfeeding book. Oh yeah, and lots of people have read. I will hold my hands up. I have not read it. I, I haven't read it either. Um, and usually, then I think your local health centres and your maternity hospital will have a breastfeeding support group that you can go to. Some of the maternity hospitals do, yeah. Yeah, but certainly the public health nurse should. They usually have a group um, one day a week. And yeah, if you want to go, you can get your baby weighed um, and meet other mums kind of in Mm. the local area. That's the really good thing about the public health nurse groups, you know, that 
there's women live nearby yeah you know um and yeah a lot of them will have kind of an accompanying whatsapp group and yeah it's a good place to meet people if you if you're a nine to five and your friends are nine to five and you're on mat leave it can be very you know a lonely lonely, isolating time Mm. and these groups are really amazing and people have lifelong friendships from them yeah absolutely you've made you friends you've your mom friends i have my mom friends me and my mom (laughs) friends uh yeah we uh we met um sorry i wasn't laughing at mom friends no we met online on boards.ie and then in one of the like two month groups yeah and then we moved the group from boards to a closed facebook group so that was but that was when i had my first baby she's so she's four and yeah we're still we're still a core group of pals and we meet up a couple of times a year it's lovely that's so yeah, nice yeah it's really nice um, my sister had her first baby in the uk and they do all their antenatal classes through the National Childbirth Trust. Yeah, which is cool. And they here, set yeah. women up. They they have actual specified groups through their antenatal classes of women who are the same week's gestation. Yeah. And then they obviously like branch out to have their WhatsApp group from their class it's group. Really, and then they're so all nice. on the same thing. And she's still in touch with lots of the women That's that great. she had yeah. her baby around the same time as and yeah. went through feeding with and... Yeah. All that, yeah. It's really so lovely. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have to say, um, it's great. It's great to have the, the support um, and the online. Like, I think social media, for all of its bad points, that is a good. There Definitely. is support out there. But you always have to take things with a pinch of salt. 100%. You know, you have yeah. to bear it in mind. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great. So, yeah, um, do something nice for someone you know that's a breastfeeder or look up some information about breastfeeding yourself. Reach out to someone to ask a question if you have one and have a happy breastfeeding week. Yeah. Or I hope you had one. Yeah, I know we did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give us a shout on Instagram at Boom Yonic and find us at yonicboompodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. While we are medical professionals and we love answering your questions, this pod should never be used in place of a real-life consultation with a midwife or doctor. If you have a serious concern about your health or a medical emergency, please go to your GP or to a hospital.